Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, whatever it is. It's a good one, hopefully for you. Hopefully load shedding has not broken your spirit yet. And uh, you are powered up for the uh, whatever challenge you want. Hopefully it's uh, bringing you lots of Netflix and chill, or maybe with load shedding, just the chill, no Netflix. But one thing we can say is you don't need uh, ESCOM to be able to listen to Hockey the Podcast, and that's what we're here for tonight, a special edition, as uh, we chat to someone, and when you listen to this, it will be breaking news, who has just been elevated to a new position. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the room now the interim national head coach, none other than Inki Zonde. I mean, Inky, we have a huge studio audience here listening in. But uh, yeah, first first and foremost, congratulations on the appointment. I mean, how are you feeling and how did you react when you got the call? Thanks very much, Tyron. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, feeling really excited. Um, I would say my initial reaction was one of a little bit of, of shock and disbelief, but uh, really looking forward to the opportunity and super grateful. Oops, I put myself on mute. This is why I need Derek around. Uh, Derek is busy doing uh, some uh, Dakar stuff, some uh, cross-country Saudi Arabian racing. So it's just me on my own today. But yeah, Inky, obviously uh, you've been part of the squad for a couple of years now. Of course, before that, you were part of the main squad as an assistant there. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously the elevation is a really nice one, but it must have been uh, a little bit surprising um, that... Uh, it's come as soon as it has. Yeah, I think I think the big thing was obviously the way things happened, uh, no one could really have planned for or foreseen. Um, so yes, it was surprising, but you know, it's it's a time of the of of the season, the year to make the best of everything we can because there's so much to be done and to be achieved and to be focused on. Um, I think for me, that's the big focus is, is, you know, how can we make the best of this situation? Um, and like I say, having been involved with the, with, with the men's team and the women's team has been an extreme privilege for me. And um, any opportunity I get to, to help the association, the team, the players, um, I'll, be, I'll always try to be available best I can. Inks, I mean, you've had a lot of involvement at uh, more youth levels, uh, younger levels. I mean, we know you've been with the Tux Woman for a few years now very successful at USA. You worked with the under-21 woman before. Uh, you even worked with uh, in the varsity hockey, which is obviously like an under-25, I think, is the cutoff. So you've had quite a lot of experience with the younger players in South African hockey. Is that something that you would bring across to the role to try and identify a lot more youngsters as we see a lot of retirements happening? Um, or will you look to a blend? What, I mean, what, what is your approach going to be around this? I think the big thing, uh, Tyron, as you've mentioned, is the opportunity to have seen so many players across the country um, and, and especially with the under-21 age group that I worked with about five years ago now uh, and then involving myself with the university hockey space. Uh, it's been a real privilege for me to see some of the talent coming up uh, and through the ranks. And I mean, with that opportunity to have worked with the senior team um, since 2000, at the end of 2018, I've also got a very good understanding of what would be termed as some of the more senior players. Um, so I'm very lucky. I've also been at 
multiple um, senior IPTs, which is obviously the identification platforms for national players coming through, a uh, reselection opportunity for any players who have been in and out of the system. So I think that's sort of given me a little bit of an advantage in understanding the, 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 the landscape from a player perspective, but certainly really grateful to have worked throughout the systems because I think there's so much talent out there um, and the opportunity to work with some of those players is quite exciting. Yeah, I mean, you speak about the senior interprovincial. You obviously were not down in Cape Town now for the RPT. Uh, were you able to follow it on um, on the stream, and uh, were you impressed with some of the quality on display? Yes, absolutely. Um, I did get a chance to to watch. Obviously, it was so readily available the stream, for which I think everyone around the country is grateful. Um, and yeah, certainly there was a lot of talent on show. I thought um, throughout the week, teams got better and better and so did players. And it was just very fantastic to see that level of hockey being played again. We know it's been a challenging last two years um, and really awesome to see that the, the women's IPT could take place at such a really great and competitive level. Yeah, you say that. And I mean, obviously watching it, we had standout players like Kristen Payton, like Quinita Bobs, uh, like um, Bernadette Costin, you know, Tegan Faree, these are players that have been part and parcel of the squad. And I'm not asking you to give any names, but were there a couple of new names that popped up that made you think, sure, this 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 player has something? Absolutely. I think you yourself working as a, a part of the media team there, um, you, you were alluding to it a lot with your with your commentary partners. But I think the big thing is the squad has to evolve anyway, because obviously there's been some retirements and players moving on or maybe are unavailable. So I think it was it was exciting to watch with that angle and eye to say maybe some more new players will get opportunities now. Um, and of course, the platform was there for those players who wish to make that next step to show themselves through their performances. Yeah, and, and you speak about that, Inky, but I mean, obviously, let, let's be fair, the Olympics, uh, we've seen a lot of the girls come back and talk about the fact that it didn't go as well as they had planned, it was tough. Obviously, COVID completely wrecked the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, preparations. You know, we we had series against China, Ireland, Germany, a whole bunch of things cancelled. Obviously, morale is a little bit lower right now. What what do you think it's going to take to just get the girls back to playing at their potential again? I think it's it's about being honest, Tyron. I think the, the honesty around the, the feeling that we all felt, I think, as as, as players, uh, as staff members around what we, we hoped would be a, a great moment for us in terms of performing at that level again. Um, and realistically, we, we can't get away from that. You know, those disappointments are real. But at the same time, I, I think all the players will be keen to move forward and take on the new challenges the year has to hold uh, with an acceptance that, we have to work in a, in a landscape that is very different now from a sporting perspective, uh, COVID sort of driven, as well as the fact that there's really very little time between, you know, the beginning of the of the year with the Africa um, Cup or, uh, qualifier and then what was to come next with the, with the two tournaments being the Commonwealth Games and the World Cup. I think it presents a perfect opportunity for the, for the team, the players to bounce back. But those are conversations we'll have to have. Uh, it's important that we, we, we are honest about that, but at the same time, look forward because I think that's the way we need to approach the next phase is with the learnings from the previous tournament. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, it's great that you were part of that team along with uh, Jill, Christy, um, Taryn, you know, Rob, 
have you had any thoughts on your support staff? Have you had any discussions? I know I'm speaking to you while this is very fresh, and by the time um, it is shared with everybody, it may be uh, you may be further along. But have you given thought to that support staff and what you're looking to, uh, who you're looking to put in position there? I think the the one thing that you've just alluded to, Tyron, is is the is the combination of of how young the team will start becoming, as well as looking at some of the talent coming through with the with the with the junior national team. So certainly looking forward to working with Lenise Marie. Um, that is someone who's obviously already at this moment as we speak, working and building up towards the Junior World Cup. Um, and that's such a criti- critical part of the pathway for players at, at that age to try and make their way and learn a little bit about the international hockey space. Um, as for the rest, uh, it's still an ongoing discussion. I think the, the main thing is we're trying to make sure that we get the right people, but also use the resources and 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 people around the, the Saha space um, the best we can. It is obviously something that's an ongoing process. Yeah, and, and another thing that's obviously of interest is at this point in time, your appointment is an interim one. So my understanding of it is that it is up until and including the African Cup of Nations. Um, But obviously there's been some discussion with uh, Lenny Buerta, um, who's the coach of the indoor side, because just after the African Indoor Cup, we, uh, sorry, the African Outdoor Cup, the Cup of Nations, we have the Indoor World Cup. We'd be looking to sit down with Lenny and solidify those discussions or, or had Robin already filled you in on what the discussions had been? Yeah, I, I think the 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 nice thing is is there's, there was a good part of the communication leading up to this point, you know, about how the squad would be planned and how the squads would be divided and managed. Because obviously, we must take care of player welfare. Um, there will be players who are, are doubling up, for want of a better word, but also there'll be players who will be given the opportunity to play in the indoor competition um, and then still be included in the larger squad as it will be because there are certainly more than one competition lined up for next year for the women's outdoor team. So that's the thinking at the moment. It's obviously something that we need to reconfirm um, and just get a real good feel for because players are at the center of it. Uh, But for sure, there's been an engagement and, and it's ongoing as we speak and we'll hopefully see that with the way the squads are announced. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, we, we, we've said it, you're an interim coach, which means covering for one, but how much of a long-term vision do you have, even when uh, looking towards just African Cup? Because you alluded to it now, the next 12 months sees the FIH Nations Cup, the Commonwealth Games, potentially a World Cup, we've got to qualify first, and of course, the African Cup of Nations, all in the space of 12 months. It's a massive amount of hockey throw in a junior world cup and an indoor hockey world cup for some of the crossover players. Um, and there's a lot of player management that needs to happen. Is your, is your vision going to be very much, let's look at what's presented in front of us and let's, i.e. the junior world, uh, the, the African indoor cup. Or, well, I should stop drinking before we do these, but uh, the African <laughs> cup of nations, or, or will you have a vision for the whole year already? Um, and, and obviously, at time of speaking, it's interim until African Cup, but it, I mean, it could very well be by the time this goes out that it's interim until World Cup. Yeah, I, th- I think the thinking has to be twofold, Tyron. I think the most important competition is the next one. Um, speaking specifically for the Outdoor Africa competition, 
I think that's the one that we have to be aggressive about in this moment in terms of our planning and our thinking. Um, but that being said, I think the thinking has to be broader. As you say, it, it's it's a very, very busy hockey year. And we, we need to be very aware of the fact that each competition gives us an opportunity to get better as a group, as a squad, as well as move forward into a space where the team can compete when it needs to, you know, at, at different platforms and at different times. So it's a little bit of both, I'd say. Um, I think the player management is absolutely critical. And however that looks, I, I think it's it has got to be a focus for the association going forward, specifically in the women's section, just because of how many competitions you've mentioned. And, and I mean, obviously, the other challenge, many of us uh, know it, it gets uh, exploited on a regular basis by, by maybe non-traditional hockey media, but... The role is a voluntary role. Um, it means it's not a role that's going to earn you money. Have how is the discussion with um, with uh, Tax University been regarding taking the role? They've they've been incredibly supportive, Tyron. They have been my my whole time while I've been at the university. So uh, this is no different. Again, like everything in life, I think we have to be clear about expectations and plans. But certainly this is an opportunity for myself um, as well as an opportunity for, for someone who's in the university space to keep growing and learning, which they've always been very supportive of. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, obviously another question that will pop up and start getting asked. And again, I know you probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you today that you maybe haven't thought about and you might even go reflect after this. But, uh, you know, uh, Pumalela Mbanda was the vice captain, Aaron Hunter, Aaron Christie now the captain would you look to rely on that same captaincy group that same leadership group uh, to help through the transition or have you got other plans in mind uh, i think they are perfectly positioned to to help with this period of time having had one or two discussions with each of them i think they realize that we must be uh, united in the way we try make sure that moving forward um, without the exception of knowing that there are other great leaders and characters within the group at large and we got to tap into that as well, you know. Um, but the discussions with them have been fantastic. Um, we're not looking to to reinvent the wheel, but certainly there are things that we know we want to sort of individually and as a combination of, of leadership uh, personalities get right within the team. Um, and they've been fantastic, you know. They're such great ambassadors for this team, and they certainly are always motivated to make sure that the team can move forward the way it needs to. You've obviously, uh, I mean, obviously, the, the the getting the promoter to the role is a fantastic achievement in your career. But if we look back over your career, there's been quite a few. I mean, the the use of success of Tux under your guidance has been absolutely brilliant, and and it obviously ranks right up. You've been part of teams that are um, that have done very well and have uh, grown, and you know. You've got a, a, C, a hockey CV that already some people would be absolutely jealous of. What stands out so far as the highlight? There's so many, Tyron. I think from a, a, a an individual perspective, you know, it's always been my dream to be involved with the national team. So that already had been such a special moment, um, notwithstanding the fact that the Olympics were a fantastic um, opportunity for us all, you know, because it's so much more than the hockey, the Olympic Games. Uh, and that's been written about over and over again. I think within my individual sort of working space at the University of Pretoria, um, this year to, to be able to, to win the user tournament after the two years off, 
um, what was one of the first two hockey tournaments back on the uh, ASEA hockey circuit was fantastic. And for us, it was a great achievement because we, we, we won our fourth one in a row, which we'd never dreamed of some of us two, three years ago. Uh, so that's pretty much been the most special ones to date, but um, I'm hoping to create many more. Well, and, and I mean, you brought up the Olympics. It must have been something incredibly special to have been a part of the Olympic Games. Um, you know, obviously, we know it was uh, uh, an Olympic Games that was bereft of the same spirit, maybe that others were, were, were you could characterize because you didn't have fans. But the experience itself must have been something, nothing short of, of sensational. It was absolutely incredible, Ty. I think anything that has been said to us before about the experience paled in comparison to experiencing it, to living in the village, to being part of something so much bigger than ourselves in terms of we're representing our country at the biggest multi-sport event in the world. Um, so, yeah, it, it was wonderful. It was special for all of us. Um, and I know within this the squad, there was such a sense of belonging to Team SA at large, which was fantastic to experience. We don't always get to do that because obviously it's, it's a multi-sport event. We don't always travel with other sports codes, um, specifically a Team SA sports code. So that was very, very wonderful to experience. And and there were a couple of players that uh, were were omitted from the Olympics, some uh, quite disappointed and vocal about it. But uh, in your view, is the door open to everybody? Yes, I think the big thing is, is making sure we are aware of the selection pathways. You know, I, I think... More than anything, it's it's important to, to have players understand what is required of them in terms of attendance to different events like IPT. Um, and sure, for, for sure, from there on, there's selection processes and, 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 and panels and discussions about the type of um, systems and, and, and personality the teams need. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that no door's ever been closed on anyone, but I think it's important to realize that um, we, we, we cannot just select people on the fact that we would like them there. I think those platforms need to be respected. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, COVID has uh, thrown a curveball, but uh, because you're coaching in a COVID environment, what do you think uh, as a country, what have we gained as a result of the COVID uh, pandemic? There's so many things. I think the one thing the whole world would have got to know is that um, you can plan as much as you can, but you must be adaptable. Um, that was massive for us, you know, coming into the year 2020 as it was. And this year, uh, we, we learned about the fact that we need to be resilient and also um, the individual responsibility that lies with each of us that are involved with the team uh, to be doing the right things, both from a performance perspective and also socially uh, has been massive. And I think the, 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 the women's team responded very well to that challenge. You know, to change lifestyles, to give ourselves the best possible chance to keep training and, and, and hopefully get the team that is selected to get to the, the Olympic Games or whatever the next thing may be. Um, those were ma major learnings, you know, and, and the, the value of your teammates in that process, because, you know, there's a certain group of you that are experiencing the world very differently, even during COVID, um, than what you would expect your, your sort of your immediate circle, friends, whatever the case is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and how, I mean, you, you've been on the front line. How would you categorize South Africa's return to hockey? Have you found players were hungry or, uh, you know, have you found that players are a little bit more um, switched off because of the impact of the world? 
I think the major one that I'd sensed was a, was a, a great sense of excitement, you know, and a lot of players I know that I'd spoken to were grateful for the opportunity to play again because we know during the, 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 the heat of the pandemic, we all felt like, jeepers, what does this sport of ours look like in the future? So I think that, that there's been a great sense of excitement. Um, players, obviously, there's only so much you can do in, in terms of you, you wouldn't have played a full uh, sort of 12 to 24 months in, in, in sort of succession. But I thought the players responded fantastically. And like I said, I didn't think there was much to, to be left to be desired about the RPT in terms of the players' efforts, the commitment and, and the all-round feeling around the tournament hockey itself. Yeah, it, it's been great to see. I mean, obviously down at RPT and it was uh, a somewhat watered down tournament, um, bearing in mind uh, that we only had eight teams, no B section. But wow, the energy of players involved was was sensational. And, you know, as as the national women's head coach, it, it must be exciting to to see that level of energy and the excitement and and the desperation for players to get in. I mean, you look at a player like Tegan Free who missed out on the Olympic Games. She was in the greater squad, but not in the final team. She has taken that uh, disappointment and used it to train even harder, even longer, and is putting in performance after performance. So, you know, that, that level of hunger must be something very, very pleasing to you. Yeah, and those stories are also great, Tyron, you know, to hear and see how players have responded is also something special, you know, and it's something we need to harness for sure as, as, as a hockey nation, as well as knowing that, you know, we got to keep building that momentum just from hockey all around in the country, not just the national players, but hockey at large. We, we need to ride on that momentum of those tournaments, that excitement um, to hopefully take us into a new year where, again, there's going to be a nice new energy towards the sport because we need people playing the game. It's not just about the national teams. It's a sport that belongs to the country and the people that love the, the game itself. Yeah. And key, another thing is South Africa is a country that is a bedrock of uh, of of history we have a tumultuous history it's often our history that makes us such an incredible country because in our differences in our diversity we have strength but it would be remiss not to talk about the fact that uh, you are now the first black african head coach for south african hockey that in itself is a wonderful wonderful thing and a massive step in the right direction of SA hockey in terms of, you know, the best person has been appointed for the role and that best person is somebody who's representative of a greater society in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thank you for that. I didn't, I didn't even got a chance to think about that, but yeah, like I said in the beginning, I've appreciated the opportunity to work within the system. And certainly we, we, we cannot get away from the fact that we have, the history that we do, but I think the stories um, that we can share about our experiences, our, our country's history is something that we can use as a harnessing power um, to, to so hopefully drive us to better performances. So if, if that's something that can put me as a marker down in history, I'd be happy to, but um, I'm just happy to get the opportunity regardless, you know, and uh, I'm grateful for the, for the chance to work with this team and to represent my country at the highest level has always been a dream of mine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I know you well enough to know that uh, the title means nothing. It's the results on the field that mean everything. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing the team play in your brand of hockey and, and 
we know it's a, a brand that is exciting and you're going to try and win games by a couple of goals. So I can tell you that a lot of fans are looking forward to that. Obviously, it comes with a lot of pressure, but, uh, you know, what, what? what is your mantra? How do you handle that pressure? Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a cliche, Tyron, but it's a privilege. You know, the pressure is a privilege. Um, we have to work hard. We have to be focused. We have to be doing everything we can for sure. But we are working at the top level of our game and we get to represent our country. So many people would love the opportunity to be where we are. And we must remember that every time we play and embrace it. You know, ultimately, if we're all doing our best, uh, we give ourselves a chance to perform and, and, and create some successful moments. Um, we, will, we will obviously always discuss as a team what that looks like for us uh, at different touching points. And we must work towards that, you know, as, as a squad, as a player and as a coach, I think hard work has to be the, the backbone of everything we do because of how much we need to be representing the country the best we can. And of course, working in a, in a society that needs sport to drive change and give people hope. And that's exactly what it does. Sport drives hope. It gives hope. We saw during uh, the looting that went on, we've seen during load shedding, the thing that it makes everybody happy is a South African doing well. Nobody cares what sport they're doing. I mean, this week I was sent uh, swimming stats by a South African doing well. Uh, I was seeing people talking about golf. They never talk about golf if a South African's doing well. South Africans love South Africans achieving. And that's exactly what we want to see for the SA women's hockey side. It starts, I mean, obviously there'll be some, some preparation time and stuff. But first up is the challenge of the African Cup in Ghana. Uh, you, you, you were involved in, obviously, the road to Stellenbosch. Uh, sorry, the road to Tokyo in Stellenbosch. The road to Stellenbosch is uh, a very different road. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the road to Tokyo and Stellenbosch, you got exposed and uh, to many of the African counterparts that we will expect. Obviously, a home ground advantage. Uh are you impressed with the way the quality of the other African countries has grown over the past couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, the one thing that all these African countries, including ourselves, do when they get to these competitions is play with a lot of pride, um, which is also so great to see. We don't always see each other as much as we'd like, you know, on the continent. But we know that that's going to be the challenge, you know, is, is, is rising to that and trying to achieve our goals. Um, having watched... Um, and being part of the previous uh, sort of Africa qualifier, um, we, we sensed that a lot. You know, our games got tougher and tougher actually through the week, which is so great to see because the team is still there to improve themselves, which is awesome. And having been at the last one, um, more as a, as, as a spectator in 2015, there was such a big difference and improvement that you can't get away from, you know, and, and it's so exciting to be able to say that. So certainly, um, I'm looking forward to it, but we know we have a big job to do because, again, um, there is going to be a fierce Ghanaian nation who are hosting, who will want to do well, uh, which is always the case, but it's obviously more special when you're playing at home. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, we know the likes of Kenya, Namibia, Zimbabwe, all fired up. Potentially, Egypt will join in, so it should be a great tournament. Uh, South Africa looking to defend their title. The man to lead them will be Inki Zondi, who is going not as an assistant coach, he is the head coach of the South African women's hockey team. Have you updated your LinkedIn profile yet? Uh, not yet, uh, I'll make sure to get on that. 
Yeah, just just wait till the announcement's official so we don't upset anyone. We don't want you uh, in the principal's office before before you're meant to be. 100%. We'll take it easy. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the man, the myth, and the legend, Inky Zondi, has taken over the head role of uh, head coach of the South African women's hockey team. It is a, an interim appointment for now, but we have no doubt that should he want it, it's going to be a permanent appointment. Thanks for joining in to this special edition of Hockey the Podcast. We appreciate your listens. We appreciate your shares. But most of all, we appreciate hockey stories that need a place to be told. Thanks for listening. We'll keep telling the story. Cheers.